Congratulations, Ross. Oh, thank you. How did you hear? <laughs> We've had a great day this morning. The whole family got together, found out that Ross and Ariel's going to have another baby. And so this, what a great day to figure that out. This morning, we are going to be in God's Word together, and we're going to be in Genesis. And I know that your bulletin says, Resurrection, now what? My wife asked me what I was going to preach about the first part of the week, and I said, well, let's just keep it the same. And then I crawfished and went in a different different way. But uh, this morning, I'm going to be speaking to moms. And I really need you to listen this morning. And I really need you to not get ahead of what I'm trying to say today. And I want you to know that I'm not trying to be political or politically correct or anything like that. I'm just trying to say what the Word says about being a mom. Okay? And so don't try to feed anything into this. Don't try to put words. Just listen to what the Word says this morning, okay? Can we do that? And you always do, but uh, I just don't want you to get off ahead of yourself. Let's all stand. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be in two different places. And we were here in Sunday school a couple of weeks ago, and then we've actually been there for three weeks now. But this is this is... If we could figure this out, if we could figure out the first couple, three chapters of Genesis, you would have a big idea about who God is and who, what his love is and what he seeks to do. This is, one of, this is some of my favorite scripture right here because this tells all of us what we were created for. We were created to image God. People should be able to look at us and get a pretty good idea who God is or somewhat of an idea. And I told him this morning, I have some attributes, men have some attributes of God. We're the protector, we're the provider. God is a protector, God is a provider. You see that in men, in males. In females, you see the kind of the detail person, uh, the nurturer, the person that likes kids. Uh, Just being honest, just being honest. Uh, I told my Sunday school class, I said, my wife decided this week, while we had seven of our eight grandchildren in our home, let's go to Silver Dollar City. That's all the female side of God. (laughs) I'm the logistics. This is going to blow up and everything's going to fall apart side. But I went along with her and uh, we had a great time. But she's she's, (laughs) she's the fun part. I'm the grumpy part. Me and Devana, the grumpy one. No, no. But you know, I mean, there's things, there's things, there's things that my wife, that my grandkids can see God in, that I cannot show them. I can't do it. I wasn't built to do that. I wasn't made to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not supposed to do it. I'm not going to do it. But there's things that they need to see in me that Cindy can't show them, and she's not supposed to. She's not going to, and she can't. Those are my attributes of God that I'm supposed to image. And so as we go through this, keep these things in mind, all right? All right, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, 
over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. And then let's go on to chapter 2, verse 18. Then God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air, and he brought them to the man to see that what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So God caused man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took... Now, I want you to get the picture here. You got Adam, and he takes from him. He doesn't create anything new. He forms from what he has. Because he looked at man, he goes, this is very good. There was no improving on man. No, I'm, I'm not saying, no, okay. I'm not saying male here. I'm saying man. And he just pulls some away, and he takes some of his attributes and we see that in, in, well, he took the rib and he closed up the place. Then God made woman. He takes what he has and he makes from that. He taken out a man and he brought him to the man. And the man said, this is now flesh of my flesh and bone. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She is called woman for she was taken out of man. What the man says, he looks at that and goes, I know her. I know that. I see that. I recognize that. That used to be part of me. I used to be these, all these things, but now I'm this and she's that. And he recognizes that, okay? The only place you see the full image of God is in marriage. It's the only place. Because you have male attributes of God, you have female attributes of God. The only place you see the full image of God is in marriage. That's why Satan seeks to destroy the family. Okay? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And Father, today as we speak to moms and dads, I pray that you would help us to embrace what you have made us to be. Help us not want to be anything other than what you have made us today. All of us, God. And Father, I pray today that your word would speak into our heart. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I would not encourage you to do this. Yes. Huh? I have one guy lady that Okay. You think I'll run into him? Yes. Okay. You don't trust me, do you? Good. I like to, I, I'm, a, I'm a word guy, and I like to know the definition. I always want to know, what does this mean? And when I find out what it means, then that's what that means. And we live in a world that likes to change definitions. They like to take what is... And then they say, well, that's not the way it is anymore. Let's make it something different. And so I don't want anybody to do this. Uh, But I looked up the word mother. And it is awful, some of the things that the definition of mother is. It's terrible. It's terrible. And as I was looking at it, I was like, what is the definition of mother going to be 50 years from now? Because I don't think it was this 50 years ago. Something, things have changed and moved, and it's just awful, some of the things they say. But the very first thing that I saw, and it was a good one, it said female parent. Female parent. 
And I looked, I looked at several different definitions, and, one, and then I started looking at myself, what is a parent? And I looked under parent, and it only said that a female could be parent. And I'm like, what is this world coming to? Because I think I'm a parent. I'm not saying I'm a good one, but I'm saying I am one. And so you have to look and you have to... So I, I looked and I looked through all the definitions and I finally went to the Merriam-Webster the Webster guy on the Google and it said, female parent. And so uh, I, I looked at that and I thought, that's, that's pretty good. And uh, this, is what, this is what God wants us to be. This is what God has for us this morning and wants, wants our tell to, tell to our mothers. And I, I want you to know that our culture, though, has a way of changing definition. And too often, we fall into this old trap, and it's the very oldest trap that we see in the Bible, and it's the very first temptation. And the very first temptation is starts off with Satan going, uh, did God really say, did God really say this? And it's wondering if the definitions are really real. Did God really say this? And did God really want the best for you? And if you go through and study the fall of mankind, it all comes around those few little things. Did God really say this? Does God really want what's best for you? Does God really want what's best for you? And, uh, and so we have to keep coming back to this question. And, and, then, and then it goes on to God is probably keeping something from you. If you follow all the way through the first fall of man, it's, did God really say this? Does God really want what's best for you? And then it comes down to God is keeping something from you. And the first temptation is like all other temptations, and it all comes down to this one thing. You're missing out on something. God is is keeping you from something really good. You're missing out. And I, I got to thinking about and nearly all temptation comes down to that. And if you are going through life and all of a sudden you feel like, well, I'm missing out on something. I want you to know you're in trouble. You're in trouble. God's keeping me from something. So think about this. Why do people use drugs? Because they think they're missing out on a good time. If I, if I could just have some drugs, then, then I would have a good time. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I, did, I, didn't, I had a lady the other day, she asked me, she said, have you ever tasted beer? And I said, no, I've never tasted beer. I've never tasted beer. And I, but I remember when I was a kid going through high school, they said, you're missing out. I didn't really think so, but they felt like I was. You're missing out on something. Sex before marriage. It's the only woman I've ever slept with right there. And we waited till marriage. And I remember kids in high school, and I remember kids in college, and I went to a Christian school, and they said, you're missing out. I don't think so. I don't think so. But when you start hearing those things, and I went, it's all over our culture. You're missing out. And, and, and it's to every group of people, and it's to every person. If you're single, they say, you're missing out. If you're a man, you're missing out. If you're a female, you're missing out on something else. If you're rich, you're missing out on being richer. If you're poor, you're missing out on being rich. If you're old, you're missing out because you're not young. If you're young, you're missing out because you're not old. And it doesn't matter what it is, Satan always says, wherever you are, wherever you are, you're missing out on something else. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I can hardly wait till I get older. 
I felt like I was missing out on something. And then when, I, and then when you get old, you're like, well, I wish I'd have done more stuff when I was a kid. I'm missing out because now I'm old. I mean, no matter, that's the lie of Satan is wherever you are, you're missing out. And I want you to know, wherever you are is where God has you for right now, and he has a ministry for you right where you're at. And you're not missing out on anything. You're right where you're supposed to be if you're following God. And never look around and say, well, I'm, I'm not there, or I'm not them, or I don't have what they have, or I'm not young, or I don't look like they do, or I'm not as smart, or whatever it is. God seeks to speak and use you right where you are, and you're not missing out on anything if you're in God's will. If you're in God's will, you're where you're supposed to be. And so no matter what group you're in, though, Satan seeks to tell you that you're missing out. So if you're a mom this morning, I've got two points. You're female and you're a parent. And that's what God has placed you and God, what God has formed you to do and what God seeks for you to do. The first thing is he seeks for you to be a parent. God believes that, uh, that parents are supposed to be, uh, if you look at the definition, it says that one who begats children brings forth children. What's one of the first things that God said to Adam and Eve? He said he made them fruitful. He said, go forth, be fruitful. That's one of the things we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have kids. That's what God wants us to do. And so he says, go forth and do this. And part of being a parent is that you bring forth children. And so God said, go do that. Be fruitful. And then he also says, and he has for us, to care for them. And ladies, you were designed and built to and called to bring forth and take care of children. That's your design. Now, I helped my wife along the way, but, I mean, she's the, she did the heavy lifting in this deal. I mean, I was mostly trying to be gone working as much as I could. We had, I told you this morning, my daughter and her son and her husband and her four kids, they're all living in our house while they're trying to find a house in Mountain Grove. So Josh and Lacey are there all the time and uh i asked josh i said have you have you put any offers in on any houses this week and he said well no not this week i said well me and your mother-in-law did we're moving (laughs) and you can have this place (laughs) we're just waiting for somebody to accept it and we're now but uh so we have them and then we have the other ones in there this morning and this morning all of a sudden i remembered what it was like getting all of our kids ready for church and if you, brought, if you brought a kid to church this morning, I remember that. And my hat's off to you. It's hard. It's hard. I think on Sunday morning, I think on Sunday morning, Satan throws everything against you to try to get you just to quit and just say, let's just stay home. It'd be, here's the deal. It'd be easier. It'd be easier just to stay home. But God bless you if you got your kids up and you got them here this morning, especially if they're like 14 or 15 because they're harder than the little one. No. But that's what God has for you. And God has, God has equipped you to do this. And he, and he has called you to be, to bring forth and to care for the kids that are in your care. My wife was called to bring forth and to raise and educate and prepare Lacey and Landon and Luke and Lindsay for eternity. 
I want you to think about that. You, you think lots of times, well, God, you know, and we just went, to, I went to two graduations yesterday. I'm going to talk about in graduation, they talk, well, we're preparing you for life, and we're preparing you for a career, and we're preparing you, you know, to go out into the world and, and make your way in this world. That's great. I'm glad that there's somebody doing that, and there's somebody, and that's, and I'm not saying that that's not important, because it is important. But I'm telling you what, as parents, as mothers, you were designed to prepare your children for eternity. You understand that? For eternity. And I think sometimes as we're in the heat of battle, and here's the deal, it's a battle. I mean, good night. You're going through it and you're taking them here and there and everywhere and you're going and you're getting it done. And some days we get our we get our vision down to I'm just trying to get through tomorrow. I'm trying to get through the next game. I'm trying to get through the next day, through the next spelling test. I'm trying to get them through the sixth grade. That's fine. But moms, I want you to understand this morning, I'm preaching to dads too, but I want you to understand, you are, your goal is to get them into eternity following Jesus. You are to raise them and to prepare them for eternity. That is your goal, is eternity. And I want you to ask, I want to ask you this, I want to ask you this morning, and I want you to keep in your mind, you know, we're called to prepare them for eternity. What have you spent what are you spend are you spending your time helping your kids get ready for eternity do you spend more time helping your kids get ready for a career and teaching work school work skills do you spend more time teaching your kids how to play sports how much time are you spending preparing your kids to follow jesus and to know jesus and are they more skilled in activities or job preparation than they are in living the Christian life? I'm just being honest this morning. This is stuff that Cindy and I dealt with. And we want them to be good citizens. We want them to be uh, people who go to work. And we want them to do that. But our first goal in our lives, our kids' lives, was to prepare them for eternity. And this is what God's called you to do. And mothers... You are the female parent. And as a parent, you are called to prepare your kids for eternity. That is your purpose. That is the end goal. And sometimes we get the end goal. We, we lose track of the end goal. We get our heads down and we get uh, on the daily goal and we don't get our minds on the end goal. And the end goal is eternity. And, the, and that goal is to image God. And people and family and kids especially are to be able to see and know who God is by looking at you. So moms, you are to image God. You are to be the female image of God. And the way you parent should image God. Your kids should be able to look at you and watch you and follow you around and not only know how to be saved, but know how to follow Jesus and to know who He is by watching you, not what you tell them. And you need to tell them what God is and who God is. But they need to be able to watch you. And uh, they're going to learn how to do other things, but they need to know who Jesus is by watching you. You are the image of God. Uh, and and, and you're, called, you're called to do that. And ladies, you're, you're created to image the female side of God 
I am created to image the male side of God. Now, this is where I need you to hang on and just listen and be careful. Our culture has fed women a lie that they are some sort of second-rate citizen that uh, we do not see, and we, and we don't see God speaking like that in his word at all. We don't see Jesus acting that way at all. Now, in the scripture that God, God does give authority to men, but the two are to be one, and it is not to be lorded over them, and they are not second or anything like that. They're called to be a helper. And in our society, I think women have been told that somehow or another they're a second-rate citizen and that somehow or another they've missed out on something. Do you hear that? I mean, if you watch TV or listen to anything, you see somehow that, that women have missed out on anything. And I want you to know something. When you hear that, you know that that is the voice of Satan moving through our culture. That somehow or another that, I, I'm, not, that, that I'm not what I'm supposed to be, that, I, that I'm missing out because I'm not like a man. You weren't created to be man. You're not created to be man. You're created to be a woman. Tim, were you able to get those pictures? Okay, wait just a minute. So God doesn't want, and, and you hear this, you hear this through culture that God doesn't want what's best for me. That somehow I am missing out. So you have this shift in the culture for females, and they feel like they're missing out because they're not able to do the stuff that men are doing. And I want you to know that's a, that's a lie from Satan this morning. And so you have this shift in our female culture, and they're trying to become more and more like men. And, and, and there is legitimate argument. Some men have treated females wrong and have not treated them right and have not done right. And so... There, there, and because there is some legitimacy, that has been, but it has been blown up into the whole culture. And because of some of these cases, which are true, which are true, but has been blown up into other things. And so then, because it's happened in some places, it's been said that all men are this way. Because some men have been wrong, then, then all men are this way. And so, the, so you have this lie that says that women are supposed to be more male-like and then you have this other lie that says men are complete pigs and they should become more female-like and that's where we live and so we we're, we're being so so you have females being told they're missing out because they're not like men and you have males being told they're idiots because they're not more like women so i need to be you have a female saying, I need to be more like a man. You have a man saying, I need to be more like a woman. Now stay with me. We have females becoming more like males and males becoming more like females. Does that sound like the world we live in? I'm just being honest with you this morning. And if we do that, if we do that, if we fall into that, if we fall prey to that, then I'm missing out, so I need to become more like this, or I'm missing out, and, and, I've, and I've missed it, and I'm not understanding like I need to be, and so I need to become more like this. When both become like the other, the image of God is not seen. I'm just being really honest 
this morning. And when we are not what we're, when we're not imaging what we're supposed to, then God is not see, being seen. I am to become godly. That's what God has called me to be. I am called to be a godly man. And if you're a woman, you're called to be a godly woman. You're not called to be a manly woman. You're called to be a godly woman. I am not called to be a... A ladyly man. I don't know what it is. I saw what I'm called. I'm called to be godly. And if you read on over, if you go over into Colossians, it says there is, there's, there's none of this classes and groups and all this stuff. It's just godly. We're supposed to be godly. We're supposed to be what God has created us to be, and we're supposed to be godly. And I'm supposed to become more godly. Ladies, be proud you're female. Not, oh, hear me roar. Just be female. Just be what God's called you to be. Image, image what it is to be a godly female. That's what God's called you to do. Don't listen to the world. You're not called to be male. You're called to be the image of God. You're in a female, you're in the female attributes of God. Own it. Be proud of it. God made you that way. Love it. You're called and designed to help your husband. Why? Because he needs help. Amen. <laughs> you do need help, David. I'm telling you that right now. In, God, in God's kingdom, Jesus talks about this. And he says, he says that we, we, are, we are just to be followers of him and we're and we're to come alongside and we need help but the in the image of god we see this uh uh when when both are doing what they're supposed to do then we for sure see the real image of god i got a i got a image i want to show you on the overhead show me the plane who's helping here do you know what's going on there the two little planes are being refueled. That's a fueling plane. My first cousin drove one of them all over Iraq and Iran, all over the deserts over there. That's what he did all day long was fuel those planes. Okay, this is what he did. Who's helping who here? You can't tell. I mean, you might say, well, the big plane's helping little planes because they're giving you know, fuel to them. If they don't have fuel, then they're not going to fly. If the little planes aren't around shooting all the other planes out of the air, then the big plane's in trouble. You have to say, what is the goal here? The goal is to win a war. So it takes both of them working together. I can't tell which one's helping and which one's not helping. They're both working together for the goal. Do you understand here? And when we're married, you have a helper, but you can't tell which one's helping because they're both working together for the goal that's what god seeks for marriage to be like i got another image you got can you throw that one up there this is does anybody know what this is this is a round this the goal here is to bail hay mike deal what's what's the most important part here rain. huh rain <laughs> rain yeah He's right. Try to bail hay. If you drive your tractor around the field and you haven't got a baler, you're just going to have a sloppy mess. 
and go out there and park your baler without a tractor and you're just going to have a hunk of rust in a year or two you got to have if the goal is to bale hay you got to have them both and one's helping the other but when you get them together you can't really which one's helping which it's just the two together get the job done and that's what god seeks for marriage to be he doesn't well i'm helping him so i guess i'm i guess i'm i guess he's here and i guess he, i'm here because i'm helping which one which one of them is more important you can't tell and that's what God seeks for, for marriage to be. He seeks for us to come along and we're going to raise godly children and we're going to image God. And both of us come together until you can't tell which one's helping who. That's why marriage is the, is the image of God and that's where we see that. And in order for the goal to be accomplished, we both have to do, they both have to work. They both have to be working or it's not going to be. Ladies, you're the female parent. That's what you're designed to do. Be a parent. Embrace it. Own it. Hey, and be female. It's okay. It's great. It's wonderful. Don't listen to the world and don't listen to Satan. You're not missing out on anything. Be female and be the parent. God made you female on purpose. Be female. Be mom. And I want you to know Satan seeks to destroy the family to destroy God's image in marriage, to destroy God's image in man, and to destroy God's image in woman so that God will not be seen. This morning, ladies, be the parent and be female. Do it. God's asked you to do that. And you say, well, what does that look like? I don't know. I don't know what God's called you to be, but whatever it is, do it. And don't try to be like me. That's not good. But most of all, be godly. The world, I want to go to Colossians. Have I got that up there at Tim? Can you put, the, can you put Colossians up there so I don't have to look it up? Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. And you've put on a new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Listen to this. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. The world seeks, well, you're black and you're white and you're brown, and you're oriental, and you're male, and you're female, and you're Nazarene, and you're Baptist, and you're whatever. You know what God says? Be godly. Be what I've created you to be. And just do that. Just do that. You're not missing out on anything. And we say, well, well, they, they do this because they're this, and, and I'm missing out. That is a lie from Satan. Be what God has called you to be. Be what God has created you to be. And moms today, I just, and maybe I hope you understand what I'm saying. Be the parent and be female. Own it. Love it. Do it. Image God all day long. And come alongside 
and help your husband and join and do the thing that God has called you to do, which is to prepare your kids for eternity. I want the worship team to come and sing. Let's all stand. We're going to sing a song this morning and most of what I've said is kind of a teaching sermon this morning. But maybe this morning the Lord has spoke to your heart and you say, Pastor, I probably spent more time trying to teach my kid how to succeed in life than I have trying to help him to succeed for eternity. Maybe the Lord has... has uh, spoken into your heart this morning you need to pray a little bit we're going to have a song of response and our altars are open if you'd like to come and pray you're welcome to come and pray maybe this morning you say pastor I, I i i have listened to what the world has said and and all the time i hear this i feel like i'm missing out i'm just going to tell you god has created you you are created by god to do what he has called you to do and you're not missing out on anything when you follow what god tells you to do And this morning, maybe you just need to say, God, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit looking at everybody else, and I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to embrace what you've called me to do. If you need to pray this morning, our altars are open. We're going to sing a song of response, and we're going to sing and worship together. Then we're going to go home. Let's just worship this Lord this morning as we sing.